Hey guys, welcome back to Light the Fight, and we have a kind of different DM for you to share today. Yeah, we're switching it up. And it's it's awesome because um, I want to share with you something that I just happened to get tagged in today, and um, and it, it just kind of made my day. And so I shared it with David, and we thought, okay, we got to talk about it. So, so a long time ago, if what feels like a long time ago, it wasn't really that long time ago, but we... Um, and teenage years, a month is a year. <laughs> we actually did a podcast that it was our third DM. So it's DM number three, and it's called Highs and Lows. Now, if you have tried this in your family, we would love to hear how it's gone. Even if something's gone wrong, we'd love to hear about it. But there is this mom that kind of got onto her Insta story. She's... Um, friend of the podcast is as far as I'm concerned she listens to the podcast and she kind of she kind of shares that she accidentally stumbled upon our podcast yeah she so. did she did it and um so man props to her for just like jumping in and listening to podcasts she'd never heard of before um so I I think that this probably is a category of a win but it prompted us to talk a little bit more about highs and lows and who the heck knows um so what I'm going to do is I'm going to start out by actually playing her Insta Story videos. Now, Insta Story is tricky because you know it only gives you 15 seconds, and then you kind of stop, and then you're not sure where you left off, and so it's it's not the most fluid. Um, so, if you're not familiar with Instagram, if if you're listening to this, and like, why does the lady keep on stopping and starting? It's just the way it has to be recorded on Instagram. Okay, so here we go. I'm jumping. I'm jumping into her. And if you haven't listened to DM number three, go back and listen to it so you know what she's talking about. It'll yeah. make more sense of yeah. what the highs, lows means. So this is um, Kelly McClure, and hopefully she's not going to be mad at us for giving her a shout out. Um, but we really appreciated her shout out to her followers. Um, and so right now I'm just I'm just jumping in. She's super cute. Sounds like she has five. Um, kiddos so she's got a lot of experience here and i'm going to turn this up and hopefully you can hear yeah, it one kid at dance i'm not exactly sure how i found the podcast but it came in my feed somehow and the title of it was sibling rivalry and i don't even know what the name of the podcast is but it was by heidi swap and i'll tag her and some other man who i think is a counselor okay i totally love that at least she knows she knew who i was <laughs> yeah so sorry. Well, hey. sorry dave well, if you go and check, see how many followers you have on Instagram versus how many followers I have on Instagram, I'm just the guy next to Heidi Swap. Okay, so here, here we go. The podcast is really short if you want to listen to it. I think you can find it through Heidi Swap. And then just search Sibling Rivalry Podcast. Anyway, um, she talks about like some of her childhood things, and it's interesting. The one takeaway that I got from it is this ritual or whatever you want to call it tradition of and it's called high low and who the heck knows and what you do is each family member um gets a chance to take a turn to say they're high they're so each person in the family talks about the high of their week the low of their week and then the thing that's on their mind that they don't know if it's going to be good bad or ugly so my kids have absolutely loved it especially crew my four-year-old we originally started doing it just once a week, but crew loves to do it so much, and 
it's so cute to hear what he comes up with that we basically do it every single day, if not twice a day. The thing that I really like about it is it gives every kid a chance to be heard. And when there's five kids and we're all really busy, a lot of times it's like, I didn't even get a chance to talk to you. Are you having a good day? And it gives everyone a chance to express how... I think that it helps each kid have sympathy for the other kids. So usually they don't know if the other one's having a bad day. And then when they get to express it and they get to be heard, it helps them be more sympathetic. And in turn, they also get a chance to feel like they get to feel like the family cares about them and wants to know what's going on in their lives. So anyways, we've done it for maybe a month or so, and it's been awesome. The kids like it. I like it. I love hearing more details about their lives. And and sometimes they seriously say hysterical things that are so funny. And it's been really fun. We've laughed a lot and we've gotten to know each other better. So anyways, you should try it. Okay. Hopefully you could hear that. Um, and I have to relate, you know, as a mom of five kids, there are definitely days that everybody's coming and going and things are happening that you don't even know <laughs> what went down. And they're the you squeaky. You forgot more than you remember. The squeaky wheel gets the oil, grease or whatever. I'm really bad at those. Anyway, <laughs> um, so usually it's the ones crying or had the worst day or the one that the tail that wags the dog. Um that gets the most attention, that gets heard, and then the ones that are good and easy and fly under the radar just never even get the chance to share. Um, so it was that was really fun to kind of voyeuristically there kind of lean in and hear what she had to say about it. Um, so then I came I came back and I said, oh, you guys got to see this. And so we, we watched the stories all together. And then lo and behold, David divulges more information about this topic. And um, I thought, huh, that will be interesting. So originally, the DM came from somebody who was, was finding that their kids were fighting a lot. And that there was... If I remember correctly, there was a son who got along great with his older sister and treated his little sister really poorly. And the mom was just, like, pulling her hair out all the time. And um, so I would be interested to to hear how that person who actually wrote the DM, if, if she gave it a try. But just the fact that a four-year-old can handle it. Um, and And what I thought was especially interesting is kind of more of what you added on, David, about this concept. So why don't you um, take it away? Well, um, yes. What was her name again? Kelly. I remembered. I just wanted to act like I didn't know because she didn't know my name. <laughs> oh, I was like, do you know what a miracle that was? That I'm I was joking. I'm no, so... we loved it, Kelly. Thank you for sharing that. But yeah, what we had talked about when, when Heidi just, uh, before we started recording, she showed me this. And what I talked about is, so interesting enough, I actually talked today about this concept with um, a woman who runs a local school here, and they're going to implement this in their school from kindergarten to 12th grade. And I didn't even tell you about that, Heidi. Okay. So she already knew a similar version of this concept, but I, ex I expanded a little bit more on it, and she was like, this makes a lot of sense. And so here's what I told her, and I just said this, Heidi, right now. So the way our brain processes information, thinks about stuff. There's some things that it's easy for our brain to categorize. So for example, we usually know 
if something is good. We usually know if something is bad and that could be feel good, good experience, bad experience. Like I went to the water slide park today. That was bad. I forgot to put sunscreen. <laughs> I mean, no, that was good. I, I was forgot like, to- actually, I, I forgot to put sunscreen on and now I'm burnt. That was bad. But I added something a long time ago that added a, a really important missing part. And the reason why I added it, not because I'm smart, because the teenagers told me to. So in the weekly support groups that I put on with the nonprofit that I started called Quit Trippin', we had always done these highs and lows as a way, it's kind of like an icebreaker, but more importantly, everyone gets to be seen, everyone gets to be heard, even the shyest kid in the room that doesn't talk throughout the whole entire group because they don't want to talk, they got to share their highs and their lows of the week. But we found out that a lot of times kids are like, I, I don't know, I mean... I mean, I didn't really have any highs or any lows. It just kind of, I don't know, it was kind of in the middle or I don't know. And so after enough kids said this, after a couple weeks, I'm like, you know, I'm changing it. Let's do highs, lows, and who the heck knows. And they all started busting up laughing. And I said, okay, so the who the heck knows is kind of like, well, I don't really know if this is good or bad, but I need more time to figure it out. Well, to be continued, I'll get back to you. It checked in a very interesting box for these young people. They would say the things that were high and low, a lot clearer if they had the option to not know. So think about your normal conversations with your spouse, with your kids. Let's say you come home and you've had a long day and like Heidi said, you've got five kids, or she's got five kids, you got a business to run or all these things are run around and your spouse, your friend may be like, how was your day? And you're like, I, you sound like a teenager, like, I don't know. <laughs> And they kind of give you that look. It's like, okay. And you're like, it was kind of this, kind of that, kind of, you just kind of for a loss for words. I found out that it's not because you don't know how to use words. It's not because you didn't have highs and lows that day. It's because you didn't have enough boxes for the categories. So when you add the, I don't, or who the heck knows, for some people, they call it who the hell knows, who the heck knows, or I don't knows, whatever it is, you know, whatever language you like. But by adding the I don't knows or who the heck knows, your brain automatically goes, I don't have to know. And if you don't have to know, then it's easier to talk and maybe figure out about how your day was. So what this mom expressed, she goes, my kids say the cutest things, but they also say things I'm really surprised by. They get their own time. So here's the benefits that I talked about this woman earlier today. The benefits are huge, but... Talking about your highs, it gives you the opportunity to share the things in your life that you're proud of, you feel are positive, maybe give you hope. And then when you share your lows, those are the things that you identify as things you need to work on, even if it's something you feel like you can't control. Those are the things that you can give validation to yourself that a lot of people have had the low part, and then they had this light bulb moment come on like, you know, I didn't think I had any lows today, but no wonder I was down and depressed. I thought it was an average day. And it could be as simple as my low was that I didn't have any highs. Mm-hmm. Or my high was that I didn't really have any bad lows. So a young man came to me last week and he plays football and he was telling me about his week and he's like, you know, I, I didn't have any highs, didn't have any lows. It was just kind of all stable. I said, so you being a person that struggled with severe anxiety and severe depression are telling me your week was totally smooth and you had no highs? And he was like, 
That's right. He's like, it was a great week. He was so used to having polar opposites. He didn't know that a high was that he wasn't that low. And then the I don't knows when that comes up, it could be anything from I got a, a big thing coming up this week and I'm excited about it, but I'm nervous about it. So that's a, I don't know. How cool would that be for on a day-to-day basis, we got a chance to share our fears, our worries, our excitement, our reservations, our curiosity without having to make sense of them all. We're just stating them. We're putting them in a category. And if you put them in a category, they're easy to take bite-sized pieces of. You can digest three different pieces versus trying to put all the pieces together. Then before we got on the podcast, started talking about social media. A lot of people in social media counseling, you know, we, we hear this a lot, terminology like be seen. People need to be heard. Talk about mental health. Talk about your mental health struggles. Don't be scared to be seen. Everyone wants to be seen, wants to be heard. And in layman's terms, it just means you want people to take you seriously. You don't want to be dismissed. You want to be noticed. This doesn't happen for everybody, but some of you may be familiar with what I'm referring to, especially on social media and especially in some relationships. Some people take the I need to be seen and need to be heard as I need to be seen above other people and I need to be heard as more important than other people. So sometimes I'm doing air quotes, content creators influencers and motivators, fake air quotes here, can focus more on what can I say to be heard as being better or more valuable? What can I do to show people that my life, and this is just not for influencers, this is just for people in general, what can I do, what Snapchat story, what Instagram post can I do to make me be seen above others? There's a problem with that. And, and I'm not here to tell you that you're doing this or other people do it. It does happen though. Here's the problem. One, it's very disingenuous. It has an agenda and it's not to be seen and heard so we can be validated. It's to be seen and be heard so you can be better and above other people. Validation has nothing to do with being better. It has to do with being there being present, being necessary. We've talked about this in other podcasts where we talk about with connection, human beings need to know that they're necessary to other human beings to feel like they have value. But if you want to make your value to be better than other human beings, you isolate and separate yourself from other human beings. It causes disconnection. A selfie that, gosh, I shouldn't share too much what I know about the psychology of selfies. Let me just put it this way. I don't want people to go, he pinpointed exactly what I do. How did he know I'm insecure about that? A selfie is not a bad thing. If you take a picture of yourself, like let's say you're on a hike and there's a cool sunset behind you, take a picture of yourself, you're excited and you're happy. That seems to not really move the irritation meter for a lot of people. But if you take a picture with extreme, like how did they have filters on their phone? I've never even heard of before. And for those people who aren't active on social media, filters are things that make the color look better and make your, your facial figures. It just tries to accentuate it. Well, if there's a selfie that is specifically made 
to make you a person that other people will be extraordinarily drawn to, that's not really attractive, even though it may get you a lot of attention. That's a comparison selfie. You want other people to compare themselves to you, either your past self or your current self, as being better than something else. The problem that lies with that is we as human beings all compare ourselves to other human beings anyways. We don't need help feeling that we are better than someone or less than someone because the fact of the matter is you're not as broke as everybody and you're not as rich as everybody. There's a constant comparison going on. So with the highs, the lows, and who the heck knows for your family members and for the individuals in your family, they get the real identification of how they feel, expressing how they feel. They get to be seen. They get to be heard, not to be above, but so other people can relate. And we talked about that in an original episode, and this woman referenced that as well too. As a parent, do you want your kids to get along or do you want them to compete for who's better? Yeah, you want them to get along. You want them to get along because if they get along, you get better sleep, less drama going on in the household. So this simple exercise gives them an opportunity to connect and relate, gives an opportunity to be seen and heard, but it gives them an opportunity to do these things to create a better bond and connection within the group so that everybody feels that there is a fairness and equality in the group versus to say, hey, here's my chance to show you I'm better than you are. Because I think, this is my own perception, I've done this with teenagers for long enough to feel that they've shown me it doesn't make them narcissistic when they're given the attention to share things and everybody gives them attention, they don't have to fight for it. On social media, we're fighting for attention. In our homes. In our homes, we're fighting for attention. But if you say it's your turn to talk, Everybody else is going to give you the attention. You don't have to fight for it. Guess what happens when we don't have to fight for things? We get to share and create ideas and we get to be free. People who are trapped by trying to fight for attention don't really do the things that make them most attractive. They do the things that are going to set them apart from other people. I want to, I feel like I want to add something to this situation, this high and low situation. Now, um, most of you know, or some, if, if you guys, if you've known me for a long time, if, if you are familiar with my work, you know that I would um, identify myself as a storyteller. And, you know, I've done a lot of learning and research and listening to people talk and, and explain, like, how to be a storyteller. What are the elements of stories? What is a story? What, what's a story made of? And... Um, one of the things that I learned and learned in what I believe myself is that stories are ways to connect. If you know my story, and in fact, there's this quote, and I'm probably um, not going to be able to say it right because I've read it ten thousand times. So I'm just going to um, I'm just going to share it really quick. And I share this a lot when I um, speak, and it it's by Mr. Rogers. Epic. Frankly, there isn't anyone that you couldn't learn to love once you have heard their story. Now, the reason why I bring up stories is that, you know, when you have a kid and you do highs and lows, and we do it around the dinner table, and it usually happens on a Sunday, 
And so it's usually associated with whatever's happened at church because people don't really remember their entire week what happened. So doing it on the daily is probably a little bit more powerful. But um, usually they'll be like, my highs, I got new shoes. And my low is Capri hit me and I have this big mark right here, you know, or whatever. Well, those aren't really stories. And so they don't create a connection. Yeah, I know that he's excited about his shoes, and yeah, I have to talk to Capri. But but what we can do, I mean, the kids are going to tell us their highs and lows, but what we can start to do as the adults in the situation is start to tell a story and let the high and the low be shared in the form of some kind of story. Now, obviously, you know, you start letting kids tell stories, and they, it, gets, it gets to be a really long conversation. Um, but when you talk about something in the form of people, characters, the place that it was, so it's basically the who, what, where, and why. That's, that's what a story is made of. That's the anatomy of a story. And so imagine what happens if you can get your child start telling you who they were actually talking to, what game they were playing at recess, and what happened and and why that was the high or the low. What happens is that everybody in the family starts to know the casting characters in everybody's families. And they start to relate to each other, not just because of the feeling, but because they now know the story. And we have given additional space for for additional questions as as the story goes on or to remember oh you remember that one time when you you told that story about this or oh that those shoes I remember that you told me that you got 20% off because you know this or that everything has a story and so if we can get people to tell the story there's so much more depth in the conversation um and and in the connection, actually. And it does one last thing that I'm going to share, which I talk a lot, a lot in, my, in my little class and stuff, which is to stop the blur. I was talking to my sister-in-law who was kind of talking about her daughter. And um, if one bad thing went down in the day, it just made it a terrible day. Like everything was terrible. Because one thing that happened stood out the most in her mind, and everything else was a complete blur. Well, we have this. Like, even if I said to you right now, what did you have for breakfast yesterday? It'd probably be a complete blur. And, and we even say that in our conversation. Oh, how was your week? Oh, it's a total blur. Because, because we do so much, and it gets going so much. What this does, this conversation does, is it stops the blur. Because you have to remember, oh, this did happen, and yeah, that was good. And this happened, and maybe I'm not sure about it. And this thing was my low, but that doesn't take away, the low doesn't take away my high. And so my, my sister-in-law was telling me that with her daughter, she really has to try to define that one thing went bad, but that didn't mean her whole day was bad. And um, so that has really been able to kind of um, give her daughter a tool to not drown out good feelings with negative feelings. It, it categorizes the entire human experience in three basic categories. 
your day, your life is a category, is, is a separation of highs, lows, and who the heck knows. So the more you practice talking about those three categories, the easier it is to solve the problems of your life. If you put all of them together in one problem, you see it two-dimensional. You break it up into three problems, you're capable of seeing it three-dimensional. And something that I want to add is when parents come back to me and they tell me this doesn't work for them or it's not working, some here's the three here's here's three the probably the three top reasons that it didn't work then i tell them to correct it then they come back and say okay that was the difference because you weren't feeding them Uh, (laughs) no (laughs) first of all the the first one is repetition if they don't do it frequently enough it's not going to work if you work out once a month good luck getting those goals well, that's my problem okay. right there. <laughs> wasn't, that one wasn't directed to you, but, you know. Shame accepted. <laughs> Shame engaged. Um, so that's the number one is not enough repetition. Number two is parents put the onus on the kids to do it before they even know how to do it. So I tell parents, you have to model it for them. You have to disrupt and make this a 3D conversation. If you're a parent that says, you know, the typical thing, well, you know, my day was, you know, I did this and I did this and I did that. Okay, now little Johnny goes and then little Johnny goes, but he just gives you, yeah, got new shoes, did this, that, that's fine. I ask the parents to model and push the envelope. I say something like this. Next time, I want you to tell more detail, AKA the story, say, you know what? And this is hard because I can't really remember much of my week or much of my day. Even if you can, ham it up a little bit. (laughs) Say, gosh, man, this is hard. Like, I guess I didn't think I had a lot of highs today, but, you know, I I didn't have a lot of lows. So I guess my high is that I didn't have a lot of lows. Then all of a sudden the kids go, I didn't even know it was an option. Their mind goes, oh, huh. Now I do it as a counselor. I play dumb. I go, like I said earlier, wasn't that a high that you didn't have any lows? And the I don't knows could be simple as a parent to model an I don't know. It could be like, I'm trying to work on my self-care, my eating better, this and that. And there's part of me thinks I'm doing it right. But then I look at the scale and it's not changing. And I want to believe in myself, but I'm still down on myself. So I don't know what's really happening right now. I'm kind of confused and frustrated about it. If you experience express in your store in your your turn what highs and lows are they start to see it's three simple categories but it's a broad spectrum of what you can put in those categories so do you dare to do it do you dare to do it right now like a real one what do you mean between us yeah of course you're asking me if i dare to do something i've never had a problem with accepting a dare (laughs) which is my problem my low is that i accept dares my high is that yeah, you get what I'm saying? Go for it. Oh, I have to go first. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I don't want to make it too long, but do you usually start with highs or do you start with lows? Freestyle. You, you get to do whatever you want. Okay. My high is that I got my hair cut today. I'm cut and colored. Ooh. And basically, I hadn't had my hair cut since April. It was out of control. My friend who cut my hair had to like finagle me in last minute and I felt a lot of shame. But at the end, 
I got what I needed. I got my hair cut. And um, so that was a that was a high. So um, the low <laughs> is super typical low, actually. Um, so I'm rushing around. In fact, I'm feeling like, and when when I got here to the podcast, these guys were like, hey, how's your day going? And I was like, well, I've got a lot done, but none of them was or what I was supposed to do. So that's kind of the low right there. <laughs> but what happened was I was sat down to do the work that I had to do to check off my list. And I get this phone call from Capri. You were supposed to be here 15 minutes ago to pick me up. And I was like, oh. So I get up, I run, I go pick her up, I come home. I promised her I'd get her a snow, a snow cone with her friends. We get to the snow cone place. I didn't have my wallet, which again is super typical. So we go home and I'm like making them a deal. We're not going to get snow cones. We're going to go get frills from the gas station because it was closer. We go get frills. This is a long story, I know. I get to the gas station to buy them the frills and I find a 20 in my pocket. So I had the money all along. So I get him, I get him the treat. We go home. I sit down to start going again and Capri comes in and she goes, you're 10 minutes late to pick up Connor. <laughs> Oh, and so I did <laughs> start all over again. So that was a low. And um, I don't know what the, who the heck knows is. Um, <laughs> the night is young is what. <laughs> that's, that's the, it's 1030 right now, 1030 p.m. right now. And, uh, and the night is young. Very good. So I'll go now. Uh, I'll start with high. Uh, the highs uh, well, are I took my little son with my daughter to his very first uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu lesson. It was a private lesson, and my son's three. <laughs> it wasn't a small high. It was a huge high. I know what Heidi's thinking. So I happen to love Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and I've been doing it for a long time, but I'm not advanced long because I'm old and broken and I can't train for longer than two weeks without breaking a bone or having a surgery. So I take my son there, three years old, the professor, my good friend that owns the gym, he did something really unique. I didn't think my son could learn that fast. He took his hand, he, he put these little jujitsu geese on, it's a little uniform, put, took his hand and walked him out on the mat and I was looking at him going, what is he doing? He walked him on the mat, turned around. Now, my son is more, he's more lion cub than human. He's still like, ugh, ugh. Like, he doesn't talk as much as normal kids his age, but I don't think it's because he can't. I think he just would rather, like, mom, me want meatloaf now. <laughs> he's meatloaf boy is what we call him. So he gets out there, and he stands him there, and he teaches him how to bow. And my son's copying everything, and he's doing he was communicating with my son without really even talking to him. And my son can talk, just not like he's not a chatterbox like his sister was at that age. He learned in 20 minutes the basic fundamentals of a couple techniques that I didn't have any idea he could pick up. And I definitely couldn't show it to him. It was amazing to see it. So it was a huge high. My daughter's trainer is huge high. My wife gets to take him to the zoo and gets to have all the summer fun and she's got the night off. So it was a huge high for me that my, they were doing all that fun stuff. I would have liked to have been there. So huge high. They're having family time and they're just having a great time. Low for me is probably my most constant low and that is the burden. I talked with Heidi and our producer yesterday. Um, 
I had one of those moments. What's it called when you share your feelings? Open, vulnerable. I was something like that. Being vulnerable. I forget. It starts with the V. Um, and I, you know, I just, it's been kind of heavy for a long time, but I don't think I take a moment to stop and think about how heavy the burden is. And just be clear when I say burden, a lot of people expect me to have answers for a lot of really important things. And because I, and because I pulled some rabbits out of my hat, I almost want to give people bad suggestions and answers so that they wouldn't keep on coming to me as a source of res like a resource of information, like 911 type information. So the low is the persistent burden, but then it's also replaced by a high because I get the opportunity to help people with their burdens. It makes me feel like I'm necessary. It makes me feel like all my horrible life experiences wasn't just for me to have some scars and some crazy stories and that's it. And uh, my who the heck knows is pretty simple. Um, I'm going to go see my mom this weekend and my sister's coming in town. I'm happy to see her. But every time I see my mom, because she's so close to death, it's a who the heck knows. I go there and she, luckily she still remembers who I am. Um, doesn't remember everybody. And if you've ever had a parent and having to watch them die, my dad were watching him die for six years. Now my mom's watching him die. It just, it's a definite who the heck knows. There's a part of me that I'm like, please die already because I hate to see you like this selfishly. And there's another part of me that's like, don't die because I want you to see more pictures of my kids. And she can't leave the house, but I want her to like, every time she sees them, she lightens up and it makes me feel like, you know, I was raised by my grandmother, so she's so much older, and I was always scared that they, she was never going to get to see my kids. It was a worry of mine when I was 10 years old before I even had a girlfriend. It was weird. So that's a definite who the heck knows. And hopefully Heidi and I gave a little example. And parents, if you're I feel struggling. Like David's better at that than I am, so I'm going to have to work on that. Reps, repetitions. <laughs> so I'll say the rep effect. Um, you might be better at bedazzling things than me. <laughs> But use, if you're unsure how to do it, go first and say you're unsure how to do it. Well, and I think, I mean, even in that, like, I didn't know about jujitsu, your kids in jujitsu. Um, I appreciate kind of knowing where you're coming from with your burden. I mean, I would imagine that it's, that your job is hard. But how often do you ever hear me talk about that? Very rarely. And so... Because um, I don't you, want to burden you with my burden. You listeners know that I'm always running late. So that wasn't really new information probably. But um, but I I do think that that illustrates the point that, that you do get to learn something new. You do get to connect and you do get to fill um, a part of that person's life. And, um, and you didn't have to tell a secret, you know, and you didn't have to really – air your dirty laundry or anything like that. Um, it's just real. And, and so I think it's a powerful, it's a powerful tool, even for a four, for four year old crew. I know. huh? One thing I forgot to add was the third thing that people fail or make mistakes on. Oh, sorry. Parents out there, you're going to get excited when your kids share stuff. And if you're not careful, you're going to screw it up. <laughs> you're going to give, here's how the third reason I say the best one for last if you give advice to your kids and if you coach them on the things that they mention, you're out of the club. They're not going to share the information. Four-year-olds will be like, I just said I was feeling down that the neighbor was mean to me. And you don't get like, 
Listen, what did he say? So don't make it about you. You can come back to those later. It has to be a sanctuary of it's your time, it's your attention, and you get to share. Think about what they're saying. Come up with an approach. Initiate a change of some sorts after the fact. But you can't show all your cards and say, oh my gosh, I'm really worried. And you start to show your worry. You start to get all worked up because then there's no benefit, no reward for them to do this. They have to know it's about them being seen and heard. It's not about you being comforted. That's an important. Very important. Like I said, I saved the biggest fail for last. All those are what people have made the mistakes on. And so I just want to give you that little. So it just helps you have a higher. Most people will quit if it doesn't go well a couple times. But those are three things that they usually happen to make it not go well. All right. So your challenge is to give it a shot. Um, and your homework is to let us know how it goes. And um, so remember kind of those tips. And I think with that, we're going to wrap it up. Have a safe travels, Miss Heidi Swap. When right. this episode's posted, you'll be in the land down under. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. All right, you guys. Thanks so much for listening. Once again, you can catch us up on catch up with us on Instagram at Light the Fight. Same thing on Facebook. You can also email us directly at Light the Fight Podcast um, at gmail.com. And just incidentally, we would love it if you shared this podcast with your friends. Um, we would love it if you left us a review, maybe, or rating, um, because that helps other people find us and get this information so just a little uh, plug for like the fight right there <laughs> shameless narcissistic all that, all that stuff <laughs> narcissistic less <laughs> that's right all right thanks for listening and we out